0: Untie the boat, let the wind blow you, where the wind blows Note by note, let the cords unravel, let the cords. Welcome to Enhanced Therapy Podcast. My name is Derek Davda. MDMA-assisted therapy, is, uh, which this podcast is about, is a new therapy. And recently I've been bumping into a lot of people that don't understand much about this therapy. So I decided to record just a little podcast about a few basic concepts that I believe are relevant to understanding MDMA-assisted therapy. In no way this is an exhaustive uh, exhaustive list Uh, I'm just gonna talk about a a few things with the hope that uh, this might be useful for those who know very little about this therapy. So first of all let me say that MDMA assisted therapy or MDMA is illegal at this point and uh, MDMA assisted therapy can only be accessed uh, in some academic research context and uh, and also through some special access, Canadian special access program or USA extended access program. Uh, so, in no way do I recommend uh, that uh, people use MDMA or uh, try to experiment with MDMA assisted therapy. For reasons that will become obvious, MDMA is a pretty heavy drug and uh, you have to be cautious, and there are certain counterindications to using MDMA for health reasons and safety reasons also another very important reason is that MDMA is a very powerful agent and that can create a very powerful uh, change positive change and if it's used properly it can it can do that it gives you a chance to, uh, to to create a very positive change in your life however if you don't use it properly you might just waste your opportunity and it's really it's really too bad because it might be that you won't have too many chances with these drugs uh, to use them properly so in any case MDMA is illegal MDMA assisted therapy might be approved next year Uh, 2024 might be approved in 2025 who knows how that's gonna go Uh, MAPS uh, is the organization doing all this research and, uh, and showing very powerful results so far in terms of therapeutic potential therapeutic benefits so uh, there is a lot of excitement about that but i th- i think there's a good reason that this is still illegal because we do have to take take it easy and you know sometimes taking things slower will make it uh, more effective and safer so that's where we are at another point is that very important point is that mdma assisted therapy is called mdma assisted therapy for a reason it's not primarily about the drug MDMA, but it's primarily about the, the therapy, the psychotherapy. So MDMA is considered an adjunct to psychotherapy. In other words, if you use MDMA outside of psychotherapy context, you might have some benefits, but the idea is that to optimize the benefits of MDMA should be used in the psychotherapy context so that's very important it's MDMA assisted therapy it's not MDMA that we're talking about using MDMA is a whole other matter that's a different a completely different story Uh, so MDMA essentially the medication creates space in which your therapeutic work can be quite uh, beneficial why is there so much hype about MDMA-assisted therapy and other psychedelic-assisted therapies such as psilocybin-assisted therapy is, uh, so far, in the limited amount of psychedelic psychotherapy research. Uh, We have uh, MDMA-assisted therapy research. The effect sizes are are way bigger than what you achieve with either psychotherapy or with uh, psychotropic drugs. So that's one thing, and another... A concept here is that, the promise here is that this will become a cure. That's not just about symptom reduction, about making you feel a little better, but it's actually a cure. At this time, MDMA-assisted therapy is studied for uh, PTSD, for trauma, and uh, that's where it will be approved first, most likely. That's very important as well to understand but of course healing relationships I think it will be a, a, a huge area for MDMA assisted therapy. There is a lot of a lot of promise there but very little research but the tiny tiny bit of research that we have the, the results are pretty, uh, pretty spectacular but as I say uh, we can get excited everybody has the right to get excited but we do have to stick with science and give it time and, um, and see what's gonna happen. But the promise here is that it's a cure. That's more like a surgery. You do it once and it's done. Maybe twice, maybe three times. And that's another very, very important point is that with the use of psychotropic medications like SSRIs, uh, they are being used on an ongoing basis for years and years and years. The story of psychedelics is very different. You can actually potentially achieve some significant shift in your well-being with one uh, one use of uh, of the medication. In MAPS trials, they use MDMA three times. We know that you can't use MDMA very often, uh, because the first of all, the effect of it will be much less powerful and second that you won't have the same therapeutic benefits so at this point it's safest to assume that all you have is is a few uh, times that you can use these medications in you can use MDMA in a way that will be therapeutic and so it's extremely important that you optimize your chances to benefit from these experiences The question of toxicity still remains to be studied. Uh, Of course, within the FDA approval process, MAPS had to do the toxicity study in humans, and they did. And and, uh, all the studies with MAPS show that the risks are very low with the use of MDMA at this point. And there's a, a couple of caveats here. Uh, for the general public to understand one is that it has to be pure MDMA because a lot of times when people use MDMA they get it mixed up with some other some other stuff that is much worse for you and uh, of course that will affect you differently and the other very important part is the dosages are very important even though the studies show at this point that it's fairly safe to use MDMA we should still be very cautious because it is a heavy drug. It is a methamphetamine, and we shouldn't take it lightly. There is uh, there is medical indicators People with heart diseases and stuff like that uh, are not. It's not recommended that they use uh, MDMA. We're not as sure about the psychiatric counter-indicators. People uh, with the bipolar and psychosis were excluded from. Map studies just for safety reasons, you know, but nobody has really studied the, the use of MDMA with this population. So we, we're not sure, but we have to be extremely cautious. It's best to do this under medical supervision with proper screening, etc., cetera, et cetera. And also, of course, if you do it with proper settings, the effectiveness of those therapies uh, goes up. Let's say this is not for everybody and uh, not everybody will benefit from this. So, before we talk about how therapy works, maybe I should mention just a couple of things about what are the mechanisms that actually make MDMA-assisted therapy potentially powerful. So in terms of neurophysiology, there's two main hypotheses. One is fear reduction hypothesis. And fear reduction hypothesis means that when you take this drug, you're not as, uh, as afraid. Activity of amygdala goes down, which is our fear center in trauma you will have these memories that are traumatic memories that have an associated fear response so when you remember traumatic memories you will experience a lot of fear sometimes terror you know that shows up in dreams and shows up in all kinds of ways during the day as well whether it's a memory of flashbacks uh, or startle response something that reminds you of those traumatic memories which in turn leads to avoidance our bodies our system our brains are designed to protect us from feeling these horrible feelings and so we have mechanisms that help us dissociate from these feelings so that normally we can function normally during uh, our daily lives with trauma there's an increase in another part of the brain called insula which is has to do with our experience, our physical experience of our bodies. So we feel a lot of discomfort, you know, amygdala kind of creates the fear response and our body feels sc- scared and feels, feels uncomfortable. So MDMA does the opposite. It decreases the activity in amygdala, decreases the activity in insula. So you don't feel uh, these negative feelings in your body. In fact, you feel very positive feelings often on MDMA. And increasing the activity in your neocortex creates some neuroplasticity of sorts that um, essentially allows you to reprocess these memories. So then, the most common treatment for for PTSD is an exposure therapy. And exposure therapy has to do with bringing these memories back. And as you bring them back, you lessen the the the, the weight of fear that is attached to those memories. And MDMA assisted therapies do a wonderful work with that. You feel very little fear during an MDMA trip and you can talk about these things very openly and you can uh, face uh, your demons. And that's true about other things like, you know, shame, guilt about things that you have done. You can actually create way more compassion towards yourself and compassion towards other people in your life work uh, around your anger towards other people so you have this altered state of consciousness where you feel much less anger much more compassion you feel you feel much more comfortable to to talk about these feelings you feel much more accepting of yourself and others and that allows you this kind of a window to reprocess this and of course now you're talking about it you're processing that you're creating new associations and these memories get Uh, reintegrated into kind of everyday life and you now have a slightly different relationships to those memories and maybe um, even radically different relationships. MAPS uh, studies show that uh, about two-thirds of participants with severe PTSD no longer met PTSD diagnosis one year after their therapy. So fear reduction is one, and that kind of plays right into the, the trauma uh, narrative and uh, our understanding of the treatment of trauma being exposure-based treatment. The other hypothesis that is so elegant and so exciting and, and so powerful, and it's the hypothesis that Gould Good Dolan from Johns Hopkins have uh, popularized. The hypothesis is that MDMA reopens the critical period for bonding, for social bonding. She calls it technique, she calls it social reward learning. The whole idea of critical periods is a very interesting idea. Uh, critical periods exist for, for everything. You know, your vision has to have an experience of seeing for your visual system to learn how to see. If your vision does not have that experience during the critical period, you will remain blind for your entire life. Here we're talking about critical period for social bonding. Of course, childhood is a period where we are very affected by the quality of our relationships. So at teenage years we are very affected by social bonding with, uh, with our peers. And then what happens is that this peer critical period closes and then we have much less flexibility or fluidity in terms of learning new patterns of, of relating to each other. So if you are traumatized in your relationships, you're either neglected or abused, you will develop uh, patterns of relating that will be adaptive to, to deal with that trauma at that time. But those patterns then get entrenched in you. And then afterwards in your life, you keep repeating those patterns. And unfortunately, those patterns are more adaptive. They won't help you create loving relationships that's sort of the nature of that kind of attachment trauma the early trauma people sometimes call it complex trauma sometimes it has to do with specific events but often it has to do with patterns of of interactions course trauma is a big story but the idea here is very simple that the critical period gets closed and your patterns then gets uh, calcified the idea with psychedelics is so revolutionary potentially MDMA specifically reopens this critical period for social reward learning which essentially allows us to go back your your mind becomes like a child's mind and now you can re learn how to relate to others so this period is a is a period of great malleability i i really think that mdma other psychedelics should be treated as kind of sacred experiences for that reason we need to do the best we can to repair all the of the damage that have been done. If we actually have an opportunity to, to repair the damage, then let's do it, and let's do it seriously and properly. Again, critical period is this temporal window of opportunity to redo your attachment patterns, and that's why it's very important that the therapy be conducted in a way that would facilitate this process of repair most effectively. So I'll just say a few concepts about MDMA-assisted therapy that that are important. First of all, if you want to understand MDMA-assisted therapy, you have to understand that it consists of a few stages. So first there is the screening process. So the screening process is to to essentially make sure that you're a safe candidate for this therapy uh, predominantly because of MDMA as a drug. So there are psychological as well as physical counter indicators at this point. Then, after screening, you do preparation sessions. Preparation sessions are essentially to prepare you for the uh, dosing session. So, preparation sessions one is to kind of prepare you what's going to happen to make you comfortable, etc., etc., so you know what's going to happen more or less uh, to the extent that you can know. Uh, It's also for you to develop a a relationship with your therapist. It's very important. The quality of your relationship with your therapist is extremely important in this therapy. Uh, You have to feel safe. You have to feel trust. You have to feel supported. You have to feel that this is your time, that this time is for you. Also, third thing is that preparation sessions are just kind of initial psychotherapy sessions. Uh, So in preparation sessions, we want to prime certain things we want to you to focus on the things that you actually want to work on you want to be clear about what causes you most pain you want to clarify some of the patterns to the extent that you can of course some of the patterns that that are uh, dragging you down that are making your life difficult and then um, after the preparation sessions, which in MAPS research they had three preparation sessions. And that's a good number, you know. Um, this is a kind of concentrated therapy, so three preparation sessions is a good number, I think. And then after that you have a dosing session, which is a long session, eight hours or so. It's your time and it's not as directive. And there's two therapists there during the dosing session. The reason for two therapists is predominantly safety because MDMA is an empathogenic drug and we want to make sure that you feel completely safe in terms of any potential for boundary violations or any of that plus you get extra hey you get an extra therapist that's pretty awesome and unfortunately that's what makes those therapies very expensive the dosing session is your trip is your your processing it's really up to you where you're going to take it and the therapist might guide you a little bit especially if you want guidance if you don't then maybe you will listen to music maybe not maybe you will lie down with your eyes covered maybe not all the participants in research studies were lying on the couches at the beginning putting the masks on putting the music on headphones etc etc but in the future dosing sessions might take all kinds of shapes There's a good reason to think that would be great if they took different shapes because, for example, if you think about the reopening of the critical period, if you're thinking that this is where your window is open. Now imagine this window open where you look at the world with the child's eyes. The world is new. Everything is new. What do we put in this window? Is this going to become an inner experience? That window is looking into your inner landscape. Wonderful, that's great. That's what predominantly maps has been doing. But there's also the world out there and we could put the outer experience into this window as well. And specifically nature is a, is a wonderful healing uh, context. If you want to have con- connection with the beauty, you need to have experience of beauty to connect with if you want to increase your connections with people you actually need to have an experience of real connections with people in that window where you can see oh it's possible to love oh it's possible to have a sense of awe and that actually creates an experience within you so the future might be much more flexible at this point the therapy is much more focused on the inner experience your inner landscape After the dosing session, you will have what's called integration sessions. Very important. Psychedelic therapies are sometimes called integration therapies because the point of psychedelic therapies is not as much the trip, although the trip, the dosing session, is in itself often a wonderful experience. The point of psychedelic assisted therapies is, MDMA assisted therapy, is to integrate those insights those experiences that you have during the dosing session into your everyday life and that integration process is the key here so the integration of the insights from uh, from the dosing session is the goal of therapy with the goal of actual change in your life healing PTSD improving your relationships etc etc I should say a couple of words about the concept of set and setting which is very related to everything that I've been talking about. So the set refers to your mindset essentially, your emotional state and the idea here is it's an altered state experience Uh, you want to feel safe, you want to feel supported, you want to feel trusting that kind of mental state of trust will increase your chances for having a, a good time and for doing some uh, very useful work and uh, setting refers to everything around around you so what is the, the setting the clinical the clinical setting and all that and again this is uh, at this point these therapies will be done in in offices uh, hopefully comfortable offices with couches some blankets, some places to maybe walk around and stretch if you want. There is the therapist that you feel trusting towards. Uh, you have an option to use music if you want. You have an option of just going in with your mask, with your eye mask on, etc. etc. In the future, maybe the settings will change. Maybe it will be like a combination of that, but half through the trip maybe we will walk outside into the forest and commute commute with nature a little bit and your therapist might go for a walk with you maybe movement will become a part of the dosing session etc cetera, etc cetera. so the setting is uh, is very important and uh, you know some, having some medical equipment in terms of any cardiovascular issues and all that uh, making uh, all those safety plans that's very important of course confidentiality is always very important the issue of informed consent is extremely important everything should be explained everything should be discussed ahead of time all the consent is completely voluntary of course and then at any point you have the right to withdraw the consent another thing for the for the dosing session is that typically there is a support person that the, that we contract somebody you know, somebody from your family, somebody you, you trust and that support person might take you home, might come at the end of the session, take you home. That support person might be available even uh, to step into the session uh, if that's what you makes you feel safer and all that stuff. Uh, we know we're all in a good uh, good time, historically speaking. This is uh, this is not a bad time so I hope this is, um, this is useful for those who do not know much about uh, MDMA assisted therapy feel free to email me at info at if you have any questions and uh, yeah, people from Manitoba practicing psychotherapists in Manitoba feel free to con- connect with our uh, with our group uh, and, uh, and uh, that's it that's it